now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Uh, yeah, this is a real one in case you just heard the advert. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ali Shilton. And I'm a cowgirl? No? A lesbian? No? Look, she's Steph Barnett. First up today, it's Cowboys and Lesbians. I caught up with Billy Esplan about this Edinburgh Fringe Festival hit. Uh, and Make Room. Not today. Not today. No, it's no, going to be books, the top ten we? books. Sorry, yes. yes. You yes. did say. Welcome to I LGBTQ History Month. Yeah. And welcome to Shout Out. I just thought I'd try something different. (laughs) History Month. History Month. Yeah. It's Ligabutter History Month. Ligabutter History Month. If I do a queer street this month, can I call it Ligabutter History Month? If you want. Thank you. Who's going to understand that? Me. Okay. (laughs) And now all the listeners. Because, you know, LGBTQIA means LGBTQI+. No, oh, I'd have really? to say LGBTQIA+. Plus. <laughs> I tell you what, we've got a special offer. Right. Tonight, for right. every single one of the half million or so listeners that, have, that listen to each week's show, mm-hmm. a free gift. What's that? And is paying for it. I'm on it. It's a free day. Gratis, especially for shout out listeners. February the 29th is being given to you free, and it's five shout outs in February. Wow. Oh, yeah. because, oh, I see. That's going to be great, it's, yeah. Um, it, we've got an it's extra, an extra week, day. We? An extra ah, day. Right. Yeah. I was like, what, what's happening So enjoy here? it. But, uh, you have to remember, she's getting old. You have to give she her a little is. bit of time to get there these days. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, every story is pretty I think long, it was a big build-up. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> big letdown. Build, build Anticipation. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Build up to having a free day, Terence. Ah. So I, we've really, we've really got five shows this month, though. Yeah, cool. five shows, and it's February the 29th. There is. Cool. Well, hopefully, um, um, our slightly belated Panto will be with you next week, which I, I'm dreading. Ooh. You're so, dreading. I'm dreading. Yes, because my my German accent's awful. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but be proud of that awful accent. But then, to be fair, your your posh Bristolian was not much better. You <laughs> cannot get posh Bristolian. <laughs> <laughs> and, what, what, and you'll have to listen, listen to this, we'll give you a few spoilers, but uh, Terry played uh, an old... Um, um, bitter old Madden, drag queen. Yeah. Uh, and, and to get into character, cat fit, even, even though it was there and we, we were all with microphones, and of course you can't actually see us, he, he's there pretending he's got a cigarette to get into yeah. character, <laughs> right by the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was yeah. acting. Babes in the Hood, it's called, and it hopefully is. we'll have it for you next week. Yeah. Um, if I can finish editing it. In time, I, w- I was so. really sad that I um, only had three parts to play. I you, I, I'm loving the fact that two shows in a row now you've been typecast. T- yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, in what way? What uh, subtle, quiet. Well, if I go like that and leave it like that for the rest of the show, we'll, we'll, we'll see, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. I've got to do the news. Good with that. <laughs> 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 I have to sit on Terry's lap. Yeah, Ez, Ez plays a bit of a diva in the, in yeah. the thing, don't you? Doesn't do. doesn't have a part. Well, so I think I lied to you about having a part in part of it as well. <laughs> we said part a lot then. Mm, yeah, I feel like I played my part well, considering mm. how many parts I had to play. Yes. Yeah. 
which yeah. was it was a lot so of fun it was a lot of it fun was it, it was, it was a shame um, yeah we, we had a bit of a technical issue yeah. in the first recording and then we had to do it again which was kind of fun because we, we got the fun twice um, but it meant yeah. some, some of the team weren't able to join us the second time around which was a bit of a shame but. and if you're lucky we're going to put all the outtakes on the website yeah. there were some very fun there were some that's outtakes some really, I can't, I can't even broadcast <laughs> so some that are podcast only yeah I might have said a few naughty words a couple <laughs> of times but also we might be doing one sort of middle of the year as well, courtesy of Martin Spilacy. Mm, yes, big thank you to Martin. Yeah, thank you Martin. for writing so, it and producing it. Yeah, it was interesting. For, he wrote it on a hot summer's day. Yes, in, in July yes. last year, <laughs> one of the hottest days of the year last yeah. year. Apparently, wow. he, he was thinking about Panto. I mean, yeah. I suppose when when it, you know when inspiration comes to you, you've just got to go with it. Otherwise, I mean, we ne- may never have got what we got. True. If he delayed yeah. it, I mean, waited until winter. Who knows? Maybe we could get him to write a summer one in winter. What, <laughs> summer Panto? special. Panto. A summer special, yeah. Panto. End of the pier show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. I hope, hopefully I'll have four parts in this, otherwise I'm going to kick off. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you won't see your hero's lips, but she has a total diva minute in the middle of the show. Oh, yeah. She doesn't have to act for that. <laughs> That's my point. She's typecast. Yeah. <laughs> And you often pretend to be a posh Bristolian but fail. <laughs> That's why I said, how can you have a posh Bristolian? That was never going to work. No, no, you see, the listeners are going to disagree with you. Yeah. I bet you any money, if we ask the people in Bristol to tell us about that, they say you can definitely have posh Bristolians. Yeah. Well, that means they haven't got a Bristolian accent. How does that work? They still Bristolian. Have a Bristolian they be, accent. Yeah, but they can't have. You can't put in double L's and triple R's in words <laughs> and, and be posh and miss out all the T's like you do with shout out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but you sound like a Cockney when you say that. Shout out. Yeah, she does, doesn't she? Yeah. Hello, welcome, shout out. Shout out. <laughs> well, there is Cockney in me. There is. <laughs> <laughs> what now? No, I don't. In the studio? <laughs> no, a while ago, no, Terry. <laughs> Same here. Uh, anyway, shall we move Next. on? I mean, it's not going to get much better because we're talking about cowboys and lesbians, so. But <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. That's going to be interesting, yeah. So, from the Fringe Festival, you said this one. Yeah, well, originally. Um, it's also it's come, a, come to Bristol. Yeah, it's also a book. It's uh, starting in um, London, coming to Bristol as well, and it's also a book. Very, very talented is Billy. Oh, was that my cue? Sorry, you looked the other way. Crack on, Shelton, <laughs> crack on. <laughs> Celebrating queer joy this LGBTQIA plus history month, Edinburgh Fringe Massage, cowboys and lesbians will be transferring to the Park Theatre. This heartwarming modern-day love story starring two sarcastic British teenagers takes Hollywood's typical love cliches and flips them on their head, creating a whole new kind of romantic comedy for all audiences. Uh, I'm joined by writer and director Billy Esplin. Billy, welcome to Shout Out. Hello, thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. I'm loving the title. How did you come up with that? Well, it's a bit of a story, actually. The show was not originally called Cowboys and Lesbians. It first went on in just like a small, a lovely small pub theatre in London called The White Bear in early 2022. Um, And it was called Scholars Creek. Um, And when we came to take it to the fringe, my producer, Eleanor, had the very good idea of giving it a title that was slightly... um, sexier i guess a bit snappier something that said a bit more about what the play was about and would get people in and so we had a kind of 
like an hour or so session where we just sat in her living room and were saying things like no country for teen virgins <laughs> and like trying to adapt cowboy titles to suit the play and yeah eventually we came up with cowboys and lesbians but um it's been uh, the best thing we've ever done really for the play i think has it taken much work to move from the fringe and put it in a proper theater yes yes it has i suppose i mean in the producing something is always a lot of work um and this is it's going to be more more professional i guess than what we're used to like for instance we're getting a proper lighting designer and building a proper set which is really really exciting it will be a lot better than you know whatever sort of vague things i could come up with in edinburgh um but we've been lucky in that we found the park theater very soon after the fringe they got in touch with us and the team there is lovely so that side of things has been very plain sailing but yeah it's quite nerve-wracking because I think with Fringe there's so much on and no one had any expectations of the show um but now with a, like a tiny bit of buzz and like a little bit of expectation you worry about people coming and kind of thinking well that wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be and things like that uh, but we're very excited going back in time when you were growing up you were always theatrical always putting on plays for your mum and dad and that um, I guess so. Yeah, certainly very bossy. Um, I <laughs> used to sort of get my um, cousins and my brother to, um, yeah, do little plays with me. Um, we had a series of plays called Ugaboo, Ugaboo the Master Criminal. So there was sort of a Ugaboo Steals Christmas, an Easter special. There was a Halloween one as well. Um, I have lost all of those scripts, which is probably a good thing. Um, but yeah, I it, yes, bossy more than theatrical probably is is correct. So going through school and that, we always got your hand up and first in for the school plays. Oh God, no! Actually, one of my foundational memories of drama at school was running out of an audition for a Midsummer Night's Dream in tears because I was so scared. I yeah, I wasn't. I didn't I didn't do much drama at school actually. Um I found it all a bit intimidating. Um although I did put on a play with a couple of friends in sixth form. Um and that was quite a learning curve. Um but no, and I didn't in uni really either. So this has all been, yeah, sort of a first time on a lot of counts, really. Mm. Do you do you get stage fright now? On behalf of my play, yeah, absolutely. It's so, oh, it just makes you feel absolutely sick every day. I mean, I was watching it pretty much every day at the Fringe for a month and it didn't get any less scary. No, you're always wondering like, when are people gonna laugh? Like, how's that line gonna go? And I guess that's the beauty of it. It is different every single day, but the nerves never go. Without ruining it for everybody just tell us uh, what you can about cowboys and lesbians gosh okay um so cowboys and lesbians is a well it's i guess it's sort of a heavily autobiographical um but sort of rose-tinted look at my coming of age process when i was a teenager um it doesn't depict at all what happened to me, which is that I didn't really realise I was queer until I got to university. This is like a version of what I wish might have happened. Um, and it's about 
two best friends called Nina and Noah who are have not had any of the sort of traditional coming of age milestones you might have expected to have by the age of 17 so you know they've never been kissed they've never gone to a party um they've never you know really even drunk much I guess um and they feel like teenage failures basically and in discussing this they start concocting a kind of parody like teen romance coming of age film filled with like all of the cliches that teenagers are sort of taught that they have to go through in order to like enjoy a traditional path on the way to adulthood um this story then comes to life on stage as a yeah like a full-on parody um narrative basically and two wonderful actors georgia and julia who play Nina and Noah also play multiple characters within that story. So like the sexy cowboy, brutish, old brother, um, like misunderstood um, tomboy misfit, who's our main character, Elder. Um, and yes, in that process, I won't spoil too much, but they may or may not discover they have feelings for each other. You'll have to come to see <laughs> if they do. So is there any two people that do everything? Yeah, it's a two-hander, but there are eight parts. Wow. So it's a quick change behind the curtain. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of different jackets and things. I think it's fair to say a lot of layers to the costumes. Yeah. So is it just symbolic changes? Like 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 you say, they change a jacket, which is a different colour, a different style in that, so people get the the clue that this is a different character uh well i mean they yes well they sort of it's set in america the parody so they they do silly accents and things they're absolutely brilliant at it it's like it's kind of like a panto like an instagram reel and just like a normal play all rolled into one sounds so good so interesting <laughs> people really need to get out there and watch this just to come and see a play entitled Cowboys and Lesbians. <laughs> That's the plan. That's the plan. Right. So where can people get tickets? Where is it? The dates and social medias? Yes. So it is running at the Park Theatre in London, which is just by Finsbury Park Tube, from the 21st of February to the 9th of March. It might be the 11th, but one of those two. Um, and you can get the tickets on the Park Theatre website just by searching Park Theatre Cowboys and Lesbians. Um, or you can find a link to that on our Instagram page, which is at Cowboys and Lesbians. On Twitter, we're at Cowboys Play as well. Excellent. Now, moving on from this play, have you got something else excited planned? I, yes, I do actually. I'm thrilled to be able to say that I am currently on commission with the Park Theatre where Cowboys and Lesbians is going on to write a new play for a company of actors that they've got going for the next few months. So it's a really, it's a fan fantastic thing. Um, they, 12 actors of all ages who would like to have a bit of experience working as part of a company come to the theatre. There's sort of a three-hour acting class every week. I come and I meet them, so I come to the rehearsals and things, and then I write them a play specifically tailored for them, and they rehearse it, and there are some performances at the end of March. So I'm Ooh. very excited about that. I bet you are, yeah. Sounds really, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. 
Billy Esplen, thank you so much for joining us on Shoutout. And I will say, break a leg. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and thanks for everyone for listening. Shoutout. LGBT radio for you. The Shoutout podcast. La Bouche and Sweet Dreams one from the 90s that one so lovely 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 loved it I loved your singing the mostest yeah. yours and Terry's just yeah. sort of singing <laughs> yeah, yeah, sing. so you're getting stere- stereo gay is that what you're saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> stereo gay we've just got some breaking news uh, Lewis Hamilton is moving from Mercedes to Ferrari yeah at the end of this season. And Terry is moving from Mars Bars to Ferraro Rocher. <laughs> Are you really? Wow. In, in a change of allegiance. Going up a few steps there, Mr. Yeah, Stein. Above well, my station, ideas above my station. Dear. Obviously. I like to nibble wow. the nutty bit off, but hang on. Right, right. Um, Lewis Hamilton. Going back to Lewis Hamilton. You like to nibble the nutty bit off Lewis, Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton. Oh, is that right? Speaking yeah. for a lot of people there. Um, yeah. Yes, and yes. <laughs> I think he oh, is. No, whips d- are nice as well. Yeah, yes. Whips and Lewis Hamilton. There Lewis we are. Is okay, right. Yes, another yes, level. This is getting delicious a bit out of control Lewis. now, isn't it? Really? But he's an LGBTQI plus a little bit of ally. He's a very good ally. He has an amazing oh. uh, progress flag helmet and he's um, just delightful. Can he very make the nice news? Man. Very yeah. nice man. Yes, yeah. indeed. Why not? Right now? Yeah. Oh. You're going to do an accent there, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This segment is sponsored by Talk to the Rainbow Counselling. Visit talktotherainbow.co.uk. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. This is Shout Out News. Welcome along. LGBTQIA plus peace activists, along with radical liberals, Christians, socialists and anarchists, joined together to slam the remarks of a senior army commander who said that the British public could be conscripted to fight any future wars against Russia. Well, this was hungry reported in the right-wing papers such as the Daily Mail, Daily Express and Telegraph, who, their critics suggest, would like nothing more than to see war and chaos to shore up their dreams of empire. LGBTQIA plus peace activists online were clear in their assessment of the situation. Many pointed out that liberation groups from the GLF in the 70s to the lesbian Avengers in the 90s were all explicitly anti-militarist. One gay man wrote, Well, Tony Blair was a terrible warmonger, but he's nothing compared with these Tory fanatics who want to nuke the world with their sinking ship. Another person asked, How irresponsible to talk of war with such a dangerously unpredictable nuclear power as Russia. And one man emphasised how gay male sexuality can subvert the heterosexual desire for warfare. As Peter Tatchell said in his brilliant anti-war essay, We Don't Want to March Straight, gay men prefer to sleep with other men rather than kill them. The BBC News Channel reports that Avon and Somerset Police are looking for witnesses to a homophobic attack in St Nicholas Street, which left a young man 
a young gay man with a fractured eye socket. The man was assaulted by three aggressive heterosexual thugs at around two in the morning on the 20th of January outside the gay-friendly Irish bar Seamus O'Donnell's. Here are the descriptions of the violent men who assaulted the man. Suspect one is white, approximately five foot six inches to five foot eight inches, bold with short brown facial hair. He was wearing a blue buttoned-up jacket, blue jeans and white trainers. Suspect two is white, approximately five foot nine inch with strawberry blonde hair and a long fringe. He was wearing white trainers, black jeans, a black puffer coat and a white t-shirt. Suspect three is white around five foot nine inches with strawberry blonde hair. He was wearing white trainers, beige chinos, a black zip top with white t-shirt. If you can help, please call 101 and give the call handler the reference number 522-401-6520 or complete the online appeals form at the Avon and Somerset Police website. Now, tributes have been paid to campaigner and activist A. Billy S. jones Hennin, who was passed on to the realm of our LGBTQIA plus and African-American ancestors after a lifetime dedicated to helping members of minority communities. Wikipedia reports that he was 81 years old. Born in Antigua, he was active from the late 1950s in the black civil rights movement and, as the 60s progressed, also re- resisted the Vietnam War. In 1978, Jones co-founded the National Coalition of Black Gays, NCBG, in Columbia, Maryland. The organisation was the first national advocacy group of its kind for gay and lesbian African Americans. Jones also founded the Gay Married Men's Association, co-founded the DC chapter of Gay and White Men Together, sorry, Gay, Black and White Men Together, and founded the DC Coalition of Black Gays in April 1978. During the AIDS crisis of the 80s and the racism and homophobia from governments that this revealed, Mr Jones volunteered at HIV clinics before in the 1990s moving towards activism in disability rights as he dealt with issues affecting his own health such as spinal stenosis. In spring 2007 the Rainbow History Project named Mr Jones a community pioneer. In the late 1970s, Jones met his partner and later husband, Chris Hennin, through the Gay Men Married Men's Association, and the two married in 2014. LGBTQI plus pagans will be celebrating this weekend as we are at the Festival of Imbolc. As Sherry Barker writes for the blog The Wild Hunt, we are halfway between the winter solstice and spring equinox. Still immersed, more in darkness and in light, travelling along the inward spiral. At the same time, we look forward to the spring to come. As the goddess and green man bookstore in Glastonbury puts it, all is pregnant and expectant and only just visible if at all, like the gentle curve of a just-showing pregnancy. It is the promise of renewal, of hidden potential, of earth awakening and life force stirring. We wish you we wish you a, pre- a pleasant bulk if you are celebrating. And finally, and somewhat fittingly for the major New Age festival of Imbolc, we expand the family of radio stations that kindly broadcast Shout Out this week. Sanctity of Sound is the radio service from Queer Spirit, the LGBTQIA plus spirituality network that organises camps, retreats and workshops and which publishes much information on its website of use to anyone interested in LGBT plus history, politics and culture. We will be going out at 6pm every Friday night. So in your travels through the queer webosphere, why not stop by at queerspirit.net and follow the links to their radio service. It transmits a wide variety of music, meditations and resources of value to members of our wide and eclectic community. And our sincere thanks to Buzzy and the rest of the Queer Spirit team for choosing to transmit Shout Out. 
Well, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week for more LGBTQI plus news and comments. In the meantime, do still continue to keep us up to date and informed by using local LGBTQI plus web blogs, podcasts and radio services. And why not make shout out your homepage on the internet? We update our website every day at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For shout out news, this has been Terry Starr and Ezra Peregrine. <laughs> Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. Bit of a slur there, wasn't it? I'm Andy Shilton. This segment was sponsored by Talk to the Rainbow. Visit talktotherainbow.co.uk. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT Radio for you. A riverboat song there by Ocean Colour Scene. Oh, Ocean Colour Scene. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and I had that for a while. No, oh. neither have I. So. Uh, but they started out as a very jangly 1980s indie jangly. style band. And then jangly, jangly. Very jangly sort of guitar, Smith style uh, pop. And then oh, sort of yeah. became more Brit pop in the 90s. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, just me reading the collection, playing things. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So I don't know that we'll get to play it because we've got the books. But if 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 not, I've got a real classic Oof. from the nineties, noughties. I think it's noughties. So. We'll try and be fast though. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, um, we do it every single time, and I finally found it. Would you like accounting? Yeah. Yes, please. The top ten books. Okay, the top ten books are sponsored by uh, News From Nowhere, the radical bookshop in Liverpool. At number ten is Bi Plus Lines, an anthology of contemporary Bi Plus poetry edited by Helen Bowell. This is the first ever anthology of poems written by those who identify under the Bi umbrella. Engrossing, exciting and often moving, they are edited by the award-winning poet Helen. The anthology collects new poems by more than 40 poets, ranging from those well-known to brand new voices. Themed around the idea of in-betweenness, these poems look at love and acceptance, biphobia and belonging, at families, trust and many other issues beside. Ooh, okay, that sounds absolutely And number nine, Mr Shilton. Uh, live, Love and Lesbian. Navigating Life as a Lesbian in the 21st Century by Helen Scott. Uh, from strap-ons and lesbian bed death <laughs> to dealing with homophobic <laughs> microaggressions in the workplace and finding your second family, Helen Scott, lesbian big sister and lipstick femme-in-chief, is here to hold your hand as you travel your own unique path uh, to Gay Town. Oh, wow, that does sound fun, doesn't it? I want to it? go into Gay Town. Um, half memoir, half guide and 100% big lesbian hug. Plunge with Helen into the highs and lows of navigating lesbian life in the modern world and emerge with all the lesbian life hacks you'll need to get out there and live the life of your dreams. There's some sentences in there that I never thought I'd ever hear you say. <laughs> Is that why you picked me to read that one? Yeah. Ever. <laughs> Live, the laugh, his- lesbian. In the history of the world, ever. <laughs> do, 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 do. Boom, boom, boom. You like that? Number eight. He's actually playing. Number (laughs) eight, As Good As Marriage. The Anne Lister Diaries, 1836-38 by Jill Liddington. The BBC and HBO series Gentleman Jack brought Anne Lister to international attention, awakening tremendous interest in her diaries, which run to nearly five 
million words, partly written by her secret code. They record in intimate detail around intellectual energy and her challenges to so many of society's expectations of women at the time. In As Good As Marriage, the sequel to Female Fortune, Jill Liddington's edited transcriptions of The Diary Show and from 1836 to 38, she guides the reader through life at Shipton Hall after Anne's unconventional marriage to wealthy local heiress Anne Walker. The book explores the daily lives of these two women from convivial evenings together to a ruthless pursuit of her own business and landowning ambitions. Yet the diary's coded passages also record tensions and quarrels with Anne Walker, often in tears. Was their relationship really as fragile as Anne coded writing suggests? This question is at the heart of as good as marriage. Well, from what oh. I know, yes. Yeah, I did, did enjoy Gentleman Jack. I haven't finished um, season two yet. Me too. She was a very difficult person, though. Mm, yeah. I mean, absolutely um, incredible and um, intellectually just, yeah, just something else. But I don't think of a very easy person. <laughs> well, to, you did a whole career street series on yeah. Anne, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, I mean, so her actions were questionable, weren't they? She, she married for money. Um, oh, but. Yeah. But you know, you know, spoilers, hashtag spoilers, <laughs> moving on. Uh, number seven. Yeah. Right, I don't know how to pronounce this. I'm Transmogrify. Transmogrify. Oh, okay. Transmogrify. 14 Fantastical Tales of Trans Magic by G. Heron Davis. Perfect for fans of All Out and Cemetery Boys, this anthology claims a seat at the table of fantasy literature for trans and gender non-conforming stories. Transness is as varied and colourful as magic can be in... Nope, still can't get it. Transmography, sorry. <laughs> In Transmography or Transmography, you'll embark on 14 different adventures alongside unforgettable characters who embody many different genders and expressions and experiences because magic is for everyone and that is cause for celebration. Number six. It came from the closet. Queer reflections on horror. Edited by Joe Valise. It came from the closet. Sounds like an ex-partner of mine. The relationship between horror films and the LGBTQ community. It's complicated. Haunted houses, forbidden desires and the monstrous can have striking resonance for anyone who's been marginalised. The genre's murky history of an alarmingly heterosexual male gaze, queer-coded villains and sometimes blatant homophobia is impossible to overlook. There is tension here, and as many queer readings of horror films as there are queer people. Exploring a multitude of queer experiences, from first kisses to coming out to transition and parenthood, this is a varied and accessible collection that leans into the fun of horror whilst taking its cultural impact on the community seriously. That's number six in our hit parade. And number five, Mr. Shilton. Uh, the Queer Parent. Everything you need to know from gay to Z by Lottie Jeffs and Stu Oakley. Uh, this informative, funny and empowering book from the host of the award-winning podcast, Some Families, is a must-have parenting toolkit for the LGBT plus community, their friends, family and allies. LGBT plus people have more options uh, than ever before when it comes to starting a family, but a lack of both focused information and mainstream representation can leave parents, prospective parents, friends and relatives in the dark. Authors Lottie Jeffs and Stu Oakley spoke to dozens of experts and queer families and this hugely needed book is the product of those conversations and their own experiences of becoming parents through IUI and adoption respectively. And at number four, four. the LGBTQ plus history book by Dorling Kindersley Limited. 
discover the rich and complex history of LGBTQ plus people around the world, their struggles, triumphs and cultural contributions. Exploring and explaining the most important ideas and events in LGBTQ plus history and culture, this book showcases the breadth of the community experience. This diverse global account explores the most important moments, movements and phenomena from the first known lesbian love poetry of Sappho to Kinsey's more modern sexuality studies and features biographies of key figures from Anne Lister to Audre Lorde. The LGBTQ plus history book celebrates the long, the proud and often hidden history of the community people, cultures and places from around the world. 1999 and it's hard back. <laughs> Lesbian love story. Is it number three? <laughs> and number three. Tua. A Queer History of Sapphic Romance by Amelia Pazanza. What a name, wow. Lesbian Love Story is a genre-defying history of sapphic romance like no other. On her quest to discovering lesbian role models from the past, Amelia Pazanza uncovers seven incredible love stories people trying to eradicate them. You also have to remember this is the government that when they were told that Rwanda was not a safe place to tell people, tried to pass a law to go, actually, you're not allowed to disagree with us, it is a yeah. safe place. <laughs> yeah. you know, that's the latest that's gone. This is all your fault. Steph, it was all happy and go lucky, and it you was. mentioned Russia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something cheery. It's a very well. important issue. We got to, to discuss, do the though. we got to do the good, the bad, and the ugly. Sometimes, yeah, <coughs> absolutely. Um, I wanted to recommend uh, the comic book, the lovely comic book. Talking, sorry, let me start again. Put your teeth in because. <laughs> ready because we were talking about books <laughs> i wanted to talk about a really lovely bristol-based comic book shop graphic novel shop but i forgot the name terry can you remember the name of that lovely comic book shop that i was in the other day if not i'll google it <laughs> Sorry, i think you might have to use it i'm thinking of excelsior yeah, which there. is queer friendly yeah yeah, yeah. On bond street that's next to exactly Fabric where Land. i meant yeah. thank you i want to call it excalibur but i know, <coughs> Excuse me. But I know it's not that um i was in there the other day talking to the lovely chat that worked in there and i re- noticed really quickly that there was at least five lgbtqi plus comic slash graphic novels and they were put in every corner of the room. So wherever you looked, you could see a comic that represented the queer community. And I, you know, I commented, said, this is fantastic. I'll come in here and I've seen all of these graphic novels that I didn't even know existed. And he said, well, I'm an LGBTQI plus ally and I want people that come in here to know it's a safe space, that everybody's welcome and that you're all going to be represented no matter who you are. Oh, nice. um, and I, I was, yeah, I was really touched. So uh, also on a separate note, the comics really did look fantastic. Mm. So if you want to go into a lovely uh, comic book shop and speak to a lovely chap about LGBT comics LGBTQI plus comics couldn't recommend it enough it's yeah. not, what's it called again Excelsior Excelsior the Bristol Independent not Excalibur Excelsior <laughs> but that was on the book to- topic and that's something was... out of Camelan isn't it I was thinking of a sword is it a sword it's, it's Excalibur it's, yeah, King Arthur's sword. oh before yeah. we run out of time I should say it on air congratulations to Ella Watts and yes. the team um, at yes. Import um um, studios uh, because um, the, the, the Radio Times has picked up Camelot. Yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And also welcome to our 15th station joining the Shout Out family. Yes, hello to you. Hello to Sanctity of Sound. Yep. Broadcasting online round the clock. Yep, they'll be yeah. on, you can listen to them on Friday, Friday at 6pm. 6. 6 yeah. Yep. Super. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Is that the most most we've been on? So 15. Far? I think yeah. it is, yeah. I think it is, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Gradually expanding our By empire. the end of the year, I expect 20. You see, Terry, 15 years ago, to, or whatever it was, was it 15? What were we on there? Well, we're, we're coming no, up to 14, we're on 14, actually, yeah. 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 Um, he turned around and jokingly said, we're going to conquer the world with radio. Wow. <laughs> I mean, this could be the year. What I'd really like, if we had unlimited fans, I'd really like to use shortwave radio, which is what people use in a lot of countries still, and beam into countries like Russia and the Middle East and so on, and put shout out out there to help people. Yeah, you know, so that, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Shortwave, shortwave, shortwave is, is an international yeah. mechanism before yeah. uh, the internet. Mind you, so is the internet. To be fair, so we are kind of doing it. We are, yes, yeah, yeah that's true enough. Uh, anyway, that's it for another week. As always, we're back same time, same place next week, but on 15 stations. In the meantime, <laughs> check us out online at shoutoutradio.lgbt where you can find out podcasts, news and loads more about us. Uh, next week, oh yes it is, it's Panto. Oh no it isn't. Oh yes it is. <laughs> <laughs> from myself, from Terry, from Ez and the lovely Steph. Say bye-bye everyone. Bye-bye. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.